Hello there, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. I'm going to be your host for the next 30 minutes. Happy June to you, believe it or not. Today is June the 1st. And, 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 you know, I am excited about today's program. I'm going to be sharing some things with you, lots to share on, on the show. We're going to look at the readings from today's Daily Mass. I want to share with you um, how I felt this morning when I woke up, and I'll give you a hint. It was not too good. I, I mean, physically fine, but just mentally, I was kind of groggy, little little discouraged, you know. One of those days, I'm feeling good now, especially because you and I are getting to talk about the Lord. When I start doing that, I feel a lot better. Some good things happened today in terms of the work that I'm doing. I've got a big announcement that I want to share with you. We'll talk about that as well. And um, it, all in all, I think this is going to be a good day. Today, the church celebrates the memorial of St. Justin. He was a martyr, somebody who gave his life for his faith. You know, it's always amazing to look at some of these figures in the early church. Um, honestly, we sometimes get annoyed when the the homily will, will go too long, right? Or we just don't like the music or something. You look at the early church, and these are people facing tremendous persecution. In other words, their lives were on the line when they worshiped Jesus, but they did it anyway. We, hey, we hear of so many martyrs who were willing to give up their lives in a, in a literal way for for Christ. It's, it's very inspiring. But let, let's chat about this on the other side of the prayer. Because here's this is what I feel is the problem sometimes when we look to figures like this. We should. We should look to these heroes of our faith. But sometimes we, we become overwhelmed and we think, these guys are so much better than I am. They're in a league of their own. I'm never going to amount to anything like them. Therefore, what happens? Therefore, we give up, which is a huge mistake. And I think to look, we can look to, to the lives of one of the greatest saints in the history of the church, St. Therese of Lisieux, who, who recognized that she was very weak. She was very little. She called herself little. That's why she came up with what she believes to be the little way. And I, I think there's a lot of inspiration in looking at a saint like this. Really, what the, we'll talk about this, but this is something else. See, we've got something else I want to talk about now. But there is a lot of hope for you. I don't care how weak you are. Chances are you're not going to be weaker than me. You, you know, and that does not mean that God does not call us to be great saints. He does. Not just regular saints, but great saints. That's what St. Therese realized. And she realized she, she was so weak. She couldn't possibly do it on her own. And that leads us all to a, to an important lesson. We're not being asked to do it on our own. So let's hang out. Let's talk about all this. Pull up a chair. This is going to be a good show. Settle in and let's pray. Let's pray to our Father in heaven. We're going to ask that he gives me the words today. We're also going to ask that he opens all of our hearts and minds to hear what he has to say, right? And then go out and put it into practice. I know we can do this. I know we can. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Father in heaven, you know, I am beyond honored to have you with me on this program, to have you always available when we turn to you in prayer at the start of the show. Father, you are so good. You created us out of nothing. You created us to live in this particular period of history in a specific geographic region in the world. 
Father, you sent your Son to redeem us, to open the gates of heaven so that we can live with you in heaven, so that we can enter into the mystery of the Trinity, the relationship between you, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, to be included in that relationship, even though we did nothing to deserve it. All we did was sin. To be included in that relationship where we can live beginning in this life with you and then in the next life in paradise forever, that is an example of how merciful you are. So, Father, we thank you for your mercy. Father, we ask you to give us the grace that we need to become great saints. Give us the grace that we need to put your will first before our own will. Give us the grace that we need to be able to bear the fruits of your Holy Spirit, love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Father, thank you so much. Please bless us and our family members and friends. Please heal those who are sick. Please assist the unemployed in finding work. Help those who are living in extreme poverty today. Rescue persecuted Christians who are imprisoned. Allow them to be freed. Change the hearts of those doing the persecution. And Father, I ask you finally to use me as your instrument this day. Please inspire my words so that I can preach your message on this program. And please open all of our minds and hearts to be receptive to the words that you have for us and then be willing to put them into practice. Father God, we ask these things in the name above all names, the King of kings, Lord of lords, your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, I'm feeling it, baby. I am feeling the Spirit moving through me today. Welcome to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimek. Great to be with you here on the on the program. So so let, let's we're going to talk about a few things today. Again, I mentioned at the start that this is the the solemn the solemnity the memorial of Saint Justin. He was a martyr. He lived in the second century. Somebody who gave his life up for the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody who is definitely worthy of being looked up to. Somebody who we could uh, certainly imitate, um, but not at the expense of losing sight of the fact that the Lord has a mission, has a similar mission for us as he did for St. Justin. Even if you're not called to be a physical martyr, martyr, we are all called to be great saints. We're called to live forever in heaven. That That's our calling. And we'll, we'll, let me let me do the, the business stuff, then we'll talk more about why we should have hope no matter how weak we are, okay? Because there is a definite reason to be hopeful. Um Tomorrow on the program, I'm going to make a big announcement. I'm actually going to make it on the Sunrise Morning Show, which is my weekly segment on EWTN Radio at 6.35 a.m. Eastern Time. I know it's early, but we're going to talk about it tomorrow on the program. And it's something I'm excited about. You know, this this summer, is we, things are opening up now. Thanks be to God. The, the world is beginning to open up, which is great could go back to church, don't have to wear masks, at least here in, in the area where I live. And and that's fantastic. I mean, look, we've been praying for an end to this coronavirus for over a year now, and God's answering the prayer. I think sometimes we don't give him a chance. 
we we assume that well my prayer's not being answered let's let's be honest we we all have this tendency to do that sometimes because we impose our own time limits on God and if he doesn't come through fast enough well then he's not answering but he never promised he would answer in a specific period of time and he never promised how he would answer and I'm speaking really about what Jesus said about ask and you shall receive Jesus never said ask and you will receive instantly he never said ask and you will receive exactly what you want he said no you'll receive what you need which sometimes differs with what we want. And, and the timetable is up to him. I mean, again, God's timetable, what can you say? Thousands of years for the Savior to come to earth. Then he comes as an infant, has to grow up, and spend approximately 30 years before his public ministry starts. He's only, his ministry only lasts for about three years, and then he gets murdered on a cross, ascends into heaven, rises from the dead, then ascends into heaven. You know, but there's a there's a definite schedule. And even he's in the tomb for three days. Well, why not one day? Why not instantly? Because the Lord has his own table. And as it's been said, God is never early. He's never late. He's always right on time. I struggle with that because I am a control freak. I like things when I want them. So he's definitely answering these prayers with COVID, and, and I'm, I'm so grateful. We should keep praying for an end to this because people are still suffering. Businesses are hurting. People are suffer, suffering physically. People are grieving losses of their loved ones. A lot of, lot of, uh, a lot of residual effects from this, this, this coronavirus. But things are opening up now. The church year, the, the summertime has always been a notoriously slow period for church activities because people are busy. My schedule, even when I was speaking on a regular basis, my schedule always got slower in the summer. So I, I was thinking that now that things are opening up, there, there's not a lot to really do in, in our parishes. But, but we, we are all, I think we could all stand some good spiritual um some good spiritual direction, if you want to call it that, a good spiritual program or something. So I came up with this idea, and because I promised the folks at the Sunrise Morning Show that I that I would officially unveil my idea on the program tomorrow morning, Wednesday at 6.35 a.m. Eastern Time, I'm not going to say what it is here. I'll talk about it on tomorrow's show, but because you are a listener of this program, and I like to take care of you, I would invite you to visit my website, followingthetruth.com, and I think you just might find what it is that I'll be talking about. Again, I'm not going to reveal it here, but I am going to send you to followingthetruth.com, and it should be pretty obvious what it is, and um, I have to have the website set up so that I'll be ready when I go on the air tomorrow. Just have a look, and you'll see what we will be revealing tomorrow, And, and I think it's a good thing. It gives you and I a chance to work together through this podcast, through my daily email reflection, and maybe in another way or two. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to do anything else. But anyway, that's all I'm going to say. Followingthetruth.com has more information. Um, Okay, St. Justin. So here we have a guy that is obviously a heavyweight when it comes to being a saint. He's willing to give up his life for the Lord. Most of us, we would hope that we would do that. But given the situation, if somebody's holding a gun to your head, that gets really difficult. 
And uh, and I and I recognize I'm pretty weak. I am not that strong when it comes to willpower. I don't do that well with fasting. You know, I'm I'm just a weakling. And it's it's very easy to look at some of these great saints who are into all of these self mortifications. You know, just suffering and willingly do it and able to undergo persecution and just they they seem to relish this persecution it brings them to life and if you look at some of these lives of great saints you can become discouraged and say forget it it is not even worth trying um as as somebody who's played guitar for many years i don't i don't play that much anymore i I haven't picked it up in a few years but at one time i played in bands and i was played professionally briefly but there's certain musicians you look at and you think oh my gosh this person is so talented it makes me never want to play again you know it it rather than inspire me to become better i would often hear some of these people and think forget it there's no way i can ever be this good and i think it's the same thing when we look at some of these saints but i find comfort in the writings of saint therese who again we're talking about a great saint here one of the one of the doctors of the church one of the the top saints in the Catholic Church, she considered herself to be very weak, and she considered herself not to match up with any of these great saints. So she believed that God planted in her the desire to become a great saint, not just an ordinary saint, just uh, but, but a great saint in the church, and she recognized that there's no way that she's going to do it by herself. That's why she came up with what's often referred to as the little way. And essentially what, what happens there is, look, God wants you to be a saint. He wants he wanted Trez to be a saint. He wants me to be a saint. And he, and he wanted Justin, St. Justin, to be a saint. We all have different strengths. Some of us have a stronger desire to do good than others. And some of us, we're just, we're weaklings. We're lightweights. So, If he plants the desire in us to be a saint, to live in heaven forever in paradise with the Lord, and and I think we all should have that desire. If not, we should ask for it because that's the whole goal of of our life. If he plants that desire in us, it's obviously possible. The deal is this. Jesus wants to help us to make it to heaven. And if I'm a weak person and you're a strong person, we're both going to need some degree of help in order for it to be possible. We can't make it to heaven on our own. We do it by grace. So therefore, in order for me to get there, I might need more grace than you do, okay? But that's okay. Because what Jesus did on the cross for us is sacrifice on the cross, and that is continually bearing fruit we bear the fruit of his sacrifice primarily through the Mass and, and the other sacraments. If he needs to give me more grace than he needs to give you, he's willing to do that. His grace is infinitely sufficient. I don't even know if that's a, that, that's a weird combination I'm using there. His grace is more than sufficient. How about that? For whatever we need. So if I need a lot of grace and you need a little, we're both going to get what we need. The point for us is to recognize that we are weak if, if we feel we're weak. And in a sense, we're all weak. And ask him for help. And that's what St. Therese did. She said, I, I know I can't do this on my own. I'm not that strong. 
So run to Jesus and ask for help. I mean, really, that's what it amounts to. So when you look at a saint like St. Justin, don't feel bad that he was willing to give up his life for the Lord. You might not be there yet, but you may get to that point at, at, at some stage of your life. Not that it'll ever happen, but you might get to the point where you are willing to give up your life if that's what it takes. But the secret is to go to Jesus today and say, Jesus, I want to be a saint. Please help me. And I think that's the key for us all to start with that, you know, to start with that and then let him supplement what you're lacking because that's what he does. Okay, so today we ask for the prayers of St. Justin, the martyr, and we ask you, St. Justin, to intercede for us, to pray for us so that we may get what we need to be able to live with you and the Lord in heaven one day. Amen. Okay, but you know, really, that's that's what we have to understand. And you know, I speak a lot, as you know, about overcoming anxiety. I realized that I can't overcome worry on my own. And I, knew, I realized that a long time ago. I'm starting to realize it more and more. And that's why I'm continually turning to the Lord and asking for help. And through the grace that he gives me, I am able to live my days in in relative peace. I was thinking about something last night as I was going off to to sleep, which is a notoriously difficult time for me. We have our back porch, um, kind of like when we when we bought our our house. the 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 porch has has a deck and a has a roof on the top of it, and it's it's outdoors, but it's uh, not screened in, but it's a it's a covered deck, I guess you could call it. Well, it's really starting to peel. The paint's peeling, and it's it's going to require some work. Now, I am not the least bit handy, so we're going to have to get somebody to do it. It was done when we bought the house about four years ago prior to us moving in. And it, it's the type of the of the of of a thing that um, is going to cost more money than we probably have. And my mind was starting to race last night and thinking like, all right, how are we going to get this done? Who am I going to call? Who's the right person? And, you know, then I caught myself and I realized that, and this is a this is a tricky balance for us all. This life is temporary. And many of the things that give us the most stress are things that are not going to matter when we are on our deathbed or when we, God willing, make it to our heavenly home. But you still have to deal with them. And I think there has to be some sort of a, a healthy, a realistic, reasonable detachment to the problems of this world, you know, when it comes to, um, when it comes to dealing with problems, we've got to deal with them, but we also have to stand back enough to number one, ask God to help. And that is certainly something we can do and then not get too spun up or out of control over the problems of this life. Again, we can't ignore them, but I believe with grace, and at least that's what I find with, with me it becomes easier to to deal with the situations, car problems, appliance issues, you know, these, uh, these little, sometimes really big stressors of life. And with God, I believe it's possible to still deal with them and, and be at peace. And, you know, we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us, to guide us as to who we should call, how we should fix things, what we should do. If we're having money problems, to ask ask for money. Because the Lord does know that we need things. 
And in, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus does talk about that. So I just thought I would share that with you. Ultimately, I said some prayers. I realized God's still in control. And I did feel better. And, and that's what happens. With somebody like me, I always have a tendency. I still have a tendency to be anxious. But now I, I typically take it to prayer much faster than I used to. Sometimes prayer was a last resort or it didn't happen at all. Now I take it to prayer almost immediately when I start to feel the stress of a problem coming on. And and it does help. Um, The other thing is that I wanted to mention, today I woke up and I was just feeling flat. And I feel this way sometimes, just kind of grouchy. I don't know if I was tired. I really don't know what it was. And Eileen and I were... We had to go to early Mass today because we typically go to Mass a little later, daily Mass. We had to go earlier today because Eileen had a dentist appointment, so I was kind of tired. We didn't eat our breakfast before we went, you know, and it's just, I wasn't feeling it. And when I was there, you know, we said our prayers on the way over, and we, we they weren't as as intense as they are sometimes. You know, some days we have it, some days we don't. When I got to Mass, I wasn't really feeling it. I find the, found my mind drifting, and uh, I just felt myself kind of like in a funk, if I could use a <laughs> technical term. And and as the day progressed, you know, I, I went about my work. I the, the good thing about the work that I do, I'm always writing about Scripture. I'm doing programs like this. I'm we, we break to pray during the day as, as a family. And eventually I, I did start to feel better. But what I said at the beginning of the day, so I wake up a little earlier before I lean, I say some, some prayers before we, we, you know, we pray it together. What, what I said this morning, I was, I was getting, just pulled myself out of bed and, and getting ready to start praying. I said, Lord, I, I don't feel like doing this today, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to force myself to do it. That sounds really tacky. It sounds really ugly. But you know what? That's what love is. And and I I really need to emphasize that because I want you to understand that. When, if if you've ever been a parent or if you've ever seen a parent interact with this, with an infant, when the child's crying in the middle of the night, when the child's sick or the child's thrown up all over the place, I don't know of anybody who bounds out of bed and starts to to, to to shriek with joy at the thought of taking care of a sick or crying or a obnoxious child. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they're screaming and yelling. I mean, we, we, we've seen it all in our, in our lifetime. You do it because you love them. And I think that's what I struggle with this because sometimes when I don't feel like praying, when I'm sort of down in the dumps for whatever reason. A lot of times it's a physical thing. Sometimes I'm just discouraged. Maybe I heard some news that's in the back of my mind. I don't even know what's dragging me down. And and you say your prayers anyway. You feel like you're cheating God, but in reality what you're doing is expressing your love for him in a really powerful way. You, you know, if you're praying and you're getting a lot of consolation, everything's feeling good, feeling all kinds of peace, you're on top of the world. That prayer is every bit as valid as the prayer spoken or cried from a place of misery when you don't feel like praying. Because prayer, love, is you know, prayer is an act of love. It's an act of love in your relationship with God. When it's done, when you don't feel like it, that's real love. 
Not that it's not love when you do feel like it, but it, it still is. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. So, so I want to share that with you. I really like to be transparent when I do these programs. You know me. I mean, I try to be honest with you. This is a, this is a battle sometimes. And the devil gets in your head, and he wants you to stop praying at any cost. So he's going to trick you. He's going to lie to you. God doesn't like it when you pray and you don't feel like it. Oh, you're not good. You're bad. You should feel like it. You know, you, you can't control your feelings. You can take actions that will help change your feelings, but you can't control your feelings. So I would encourage you, if you're looking at some of these great saints, if you're looking at your neighbors or your friends and you think, I am not as holy as these people because they really are so good, you really don't know what's going on inside of them and you can't care. All you know is that you are called to have a relationship with the Lord and that no matter how you feel, you can fight your way through it. You cut your prayers short if you have to. That's, I mean, that's okay sometimes. You don't want to get into the habit of just really pushing God, God off to the side, but there's some days if you're just not feeling it or maybe you're not feeling well, it's okay to pray a little less. Pray in our Father, but really mean the words. You know, it's okay to not feel like it. But love is praying when you don't feel like it. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. We talked about a bunch of different things, and um, I hope it helped you. Uh, Remember, the big announcement coming tomorrow on the Sunrise Morning Show, 6.35 a.m. Eastern Time. You'll probably see something on Facebook as well. You'll see something in my daily email so we're going to talk about it tomorrow on the show again but make sure you have signed up for let not your heart be troubled my daily email reflection you're going to see it tomorrow probably midday and um what else and we'll talk about it on the show tomorrow or you can go to the website right now followingthetruth.com and you'll see what i am talking about does that sound good I want to let you know that you are in my prayers always, and I'm so grateful for your prayers. Uh, We're going to get through this thing, and I believe you and me, we can make it to heaven. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep praying. Let's keep leaning on, on Jesus and the grace that he wants to give us in order to get us to heaven. It is possible with his help. That's the thing. We're not getting there on our own merits. That is, nobody's going to get to heaven by their own merits. We're going to get there through the grace given to us by Jesus Christ. Let's keep let's keep hanging in there. Let's keep plugging away and we can do this. If you have questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. I would love to hear from you. Just got an email last night that really touched me. Somebody who was saying, gave me their story and said, if you ever think your work is not making a difference, let me tell you it is. You know, I need to hear that. That really picks me up when I hear stuff like that because sometimes you just don't know. I'm trying my best and um, so good to hear that. So I hope you're doing well. Hope you have a great night. God bless you. Thank you for listening. And God willing, I look forward to joining you again tomorrow on Following the Truth. Bye-bye.